Well, welcome. Happy Sunday. We're so glad that you're joining us for Meadowbrook Church Online. Can you believe it? This is week seven. Uh, I just can't believe it. And as you see, I'm back in the church and I have a, a small team helping me today. I love this room, this building, um, but I miss you being in it. We'll be back together soon and uh, God will guide us and help us to get there. This too shall pass and uh, we're going to enter into a wonderful new normal. And I want to talk to you about that uh, today. Um, we're doing our very best with all of our staff and teams to uh, be creative and leverage everything we know to do, technology and otherwise, to stay connected with you and to keep you encouraged. And I pray that you're well, and I pray that uh, you're leaning into this in the right way. And we just want to encourage you today, be a strength, in, uh, strength to you, and I just want to say peace to your house this morning. So I want to continue with a series I began last week called New normal and we are approaching a new normal and I'm not entirely sure I can't fully predict you know what that's going to look like uh, what the order of events would be how soon that's going to happen uh, the rate at which that happens you know I don't know those things but I have hopes I have dreams but I have concerns I have ideas I have prayers uh, regarding me my family you your family, our church, our community, our state, our nation. You know, what about gatherings and events and things in the future? You know, so I think it's important that we look through this lens of, uh, of a new normal. And, you know, a lot of us are just kind of scratching our head now, like what on earth has all this been? What happened? What, you know, what is going on? And so I want to relieve you of something today, and that is this, your job is not to try to figure this all out. I'll say it again. Your job is not to try to figure this all out. You will be hopelessly bogged down if you do. Plus, like it or not, there's about to be a whole lot of second guessing and political wrangling, and um, it's just not our job to try to figure this out. Plus, we have the news that is constant, it's negative, it's laden with opinion, with agenda, with politics, with strife, with fear. Honestly, our news comes to us as if it has no light in it. And by that, I mean this, that it's being reported to us as if there's no God, as if there's no God to help us. And so again, your job is not to try to figure all this out. Here's, here's your job, you ready? Your job is to travel through this season and arrive at the next season intact. I'll say it again. Your job, my job, is to travel through this season and arrive at this next season intact. I know it's been extreme. It's complicated. It's unique. It's confusing. It's, it's challenging. But here's the reality. Stuff like this goes, goes with the turf. And we are all active participants. We are all impacted by this. And there are many practical things that you and I need to do and, and should be doing. And I'll be sharing some of those in, in the weeks to come as well. But, but here's the big picture item that I, I want to put in front of you. We are just passing through. When you think about the big picture and you think about what's happening, here's, here's the deal. We, we're just passing through. So my biggest concern is, is not what we show up to, not what it looks like, but how you arrive, 
what condition will you arrive in this new normal? You know, how damaged will you be? Uh, I was looking on Amazon, some books, and I noticed that they, they have used books as well, and they rate those books, you know, as uh, uh, like new or some highlighting uh, or some damage or barely used or falling apart and well-loved, you know, and so it kind of rates it that way. How are, how are you doing on that scale? Uh, also, if, if a car or a vehicle is for sale, you know, and it's used, they'll talk about, you know, like new, only driven on Sundays, uh, sell for parts or what it, whatever it would be. So what kind of condition are you and I going to arrive at uh, when we enter this this new normal? You know, it's kind of like we've been on this long, bad, bumpy country road and we're heading back into town. We're heading back into a new normal. And as we've been on this long, bumpy, horrible road, you know, we're going to be missing some paint. We're going to be missing some parts. Your bumper might be hanging. You might have a headlight out. But here's the thing. You want to keep the interior safe and clean and keep the motor running and so that we can ride. We're going to have some surface damage, all of us. But we want to make sure that we arrive in this new normal and beyond in, in good shape. You know, honestly, as we approach the new normal, I'd be less concerned that you've gained a few pounds or your hair's grown out or you gave yourself a bad uh, quarantine haircut or your roots are grown out or maybe you didn't finish that project or you did too many projects or you didn't even try any projects. You know, I'm less concerned about that. Here, here's more the question for us, and I'll, I'll just put it on the screen for you here. How will you arrive? Will you arrive happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed? Or will you arrive sad, shaken, drained, and discouraged? Now, come on, be honest and look at this. We want to arrive happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed. But we don't want to arrive sad, shaken, drained, and discouraged. Look with me in Jeremiah chapter 17. And this has been the foundational verse for um, Meadowbrook Church and a, a foundational verse in my life for a long, long time. Watch this. It says, this is what the Lord says, cursed. And that Old Testament Hebrew word has the idea of hemmed in with obstacles. So cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. Look at the results of this. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited, salty land. Now, here's the contrast here. But, say but, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. This means that Jesus is not just important in your life. Jesus is central in your life. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Sound familiar? Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. So how are you going to arrive? You're going to arrive happy, stable, fruitful, blessed like this. That would be our goal. So how do we do this? Because we find in this passage that trust is the issue and trust makes the difference. So I want to define this trust and put it before you this way here. This is the kind of trust you need to have. You need to have a determined and declared trust in the goodness of God. 
Everybody read that with me right now. A determined, that means you've gathered this, you've worked on this, a determined and declared. That means that you tell God and you tell those around you, I'm trusting God. A determined and declared trust in the goodness of God. This is vital for us as we head into this new normal. Now in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 Listen, this is still true. This is still vitally important. Watch this. Above all else. Say that with me. Above all else. That speaks for itself. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. This is so important. I've got to read it to you again. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it, flows from your heart. And so, like I said, this is still true. This is so vitally important for us. Now, this Old Testament concept of heart incorporates our New Testament concept of soul as well. So it has the intellect and the emotions and the will. This this is where you think and feel and decide. This is your inward spiritual life. This is your inward spiritual life. And so you must guard your heart. You must monitor your soul. You must pay attention to what's going on on the inside. Most are paying so much attention to what's going on on the outside. And the, and what we need to do is pay attention to what's going on on the inside. Look in Psalm 42, and the psalmist talks to himself. He talks to his soul. He asks himself. He checks on himself. He says, why are you cast down, O my soul? Look, he's, he's checking. He's asking himself, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? And here's the remedy, and I'll come to it in a moment here. Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. So notice that David asked himself, why are you down? Why are you discouraged? Why are you, why are you disappointed? And if we look around us, I mean, there's plenty of reasons to be disturbed. There's plenty of reasons to be upset or troubled. But here's the thing. It's normal to be disappointed, but it's dangerous to be discouraged and to stay discouraged. You know, we have to keep the storm on the outside. Keep the windows up. Control what's going on the inside. Don't let the storm on the inside. Pay attention to that. And Jesus said this also in John chapter 14. He said, don't let your hearts be troubled. In the Amplified Bible, stop allowing you, stop allowing your heart to be agitated and troubled and disturbed. Now, the psalmist David gave us the the remedy. He gave us the cure. And he said right here, hope in God. So when When my soul, when my heart is disturbed, when it's downcast, when it's down, you need to pay attention to that. Ask, hey, what's going on? And here's the remedy. Here's the prescription for you. Put your hope in God. Now look with me in uh, Proverbs 13, verse 12. Hope deferred, hope delayed makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. So at the core of our heart, at the core of our soul, it's not just about our emotions, it's about our hopes. And what our hopes really are, the things that we look to and the things that we trust to somehow make us happy or somehow 
make us feel a little more whole. It's so important to have those hopes. But when something that we hope for is deferred or it's delayed, here's what happens. You get heart sick. You know, that impacts the soul. That impacts on the inside. So hope deferred, something I'm hoping for and wanting being delayed, here's the result. It makes our heart sick. So what helps us is a perspective. And that's this, that in this life, that's never going to be fully remedied. We're always going to have hopes that are deferred, hopes that are delayed, things that we want so desperately and and they just seem afar off. They don't make it here. It helps us to understand that that goes with life, that that will never be fully remedied, you know, while we're in in the earth. So let me give you a principle here. We can face disappointment now. Watch this. We can face disappointment now by reminding ourselves of what is to come. And again, we can face disappointment now by reminding ourselves of what is to come. Um, What we see is temporary. What we cannot see is eternal. And sometimes all we think about is the right now and the immediate future and just our life. But we need to understand that, you know, there's more life after this life. And it helps us to understand that I can face disappointment now. It's a part of life when I remind myself of what is still to come. A couple years ago, one of my dear friends, and, and he's a mentor of mine, one of his adult sons sadly and tragically passed away. And they live up in the Brooklyn area of New York. And so I flew up for the funeral. Very quick trip. It was in January. And I flew up, got there in an afternoon, uh, got a ride and went over to the funeral. And then that night uh, went back to a hotel, flew out first thing the next morning. I didn't rest well. It was freezing cold. And when I got up in the morning, breakfast at the hotel was terrible. And then my ride was late. Uh, The weather was in between snow and rain. It was just icy and just way too cold for me. And then by the time I got to the airport, there were weather delays. I had a, a connecting flight, I believe, in Atlanta. It ran late. And so I didn't get any lunch. So I had a terrible breakfast. Weather's bad. I didn't get lunch. And now I'm finally on my flight back home. And I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking, wow, what a day. But you know what I had ahead of me? I thought I'm about to go home, though. I'm about to go home and I'm going to have supper, not dinner, supper at my house. And I'm going to be with my family and I'm going to sleep in my own bed tonight. So one of the things that helps us is to keep this perspective. I can face disappointment now by reminding myself of what is yet to come. Look in Proverbs 18. It says the strong spirit of a man, of a person, sustains him in bodily pain or trouble. But a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? And so both physical and emotional health are vital that we have those, that we're, we're physically strong and well. You know that. And, and we need to do a better job of that, of staying well and strong physically. But we also need to emotionally and on the inside of us, Again, it's that inward spiritual life. We need to be strong as well. Both are important because of this. Watch this. Without physical health, and you know this, without physical health, life is hard. But without joy, 
life can be unbearable. So if I don't have physical health, I'm struggling in that way, <clears throat> yeah, life can be hard. But on a greater level, if I don't have joy, if I don't have joy, life can absolutely be unbearable. All of this points back to this. We must maintain our inward spiritual life. We've got to be strong on the inside. There's always going to be things on the outside, but the Bible is clear and strong on this, that it's that strong spirit on the inside that can sustain you during bodily pain or trouble, even things outside. But if you have a broken, crushed, bruised spirit, it can't sustain you. Even if you're strong and healthy and well, it can't sustain you if, if your spirit is crushed. You know, at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with your outward circumstances. It has everything to do with how you deal with life and circumstances from the inside. I want to say, I want to say that again. The bottom line at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with your outward circumstances. It has everything to do with how you deal with life and circumstances from the inside. Again, we have to pay attention to that inward spiritual life and be strong from the inside out. Look with me in Proverbs 15, 15 in the Amplified Bible. I love this verse. All the days of the desponding and afflicted are made evil or bad. Watch this. You can make your day bad by anxious thoughts and foreboding. Go ahead. But he who has a glad heart, come on, everybody say glad heart, glad heart. He who has a glad heart has a continual feast. Watch this, regardless of circumstances. The, the important thing is that you have a glad heart. That's why you have to keep check on the inside. That's why you have to maintain that inward spiritual life and keep a glad heart heart because a glad heart will sustain you even though there are things happening on the outside. And I love the way this is put, a glad heart, he who has a glad heart, she who has a glad heart has a continual feast regardless of circumstances. Junk can be going on on the outside, challenges on the outside, but if you keep that glad heart on the inside, that's what's going to make the difference. Well, how do you get a glad heart? It goes back to where we started today. You've got to have a determined and declared trust in the goodness of God, which means this, you know and you trust that God is good, God does good, and God works all things together for your good. And when you realize that, when you have that determined and declared trust on the inside, in the goodness of God, God is good, God does good, God works all things together for my good. Now I'm ready on the inside. I might have some surface damage, but I am ready on the inside to continue on out on this bumpy road and arrive at that new normal. And then you can get back to the place like the psalmist David said in Psalm 116, verse 7. Watch this. He's talking to himself again. He's talking to his soul again. He says, return to your rest, my soul. Return to your rest, my soul. For the Lord has been good to you. All of this boils down 
into that determined, declared trust in the goodness of God. Yeah, we're still on that long, bumpy, bad country road, but folks, we're headed home. We're headed back to town. And so, yeah, we might lose a little paint and a couple parts, but you know what? Some surface damage, but we keep the interior right and clean and well and the motor running and realize, you know what, all this that's going on, we're just passing through and we're going to arrive in a new normal. There'll be practical things we need to take care of and I'll talk about those in the next, next few weeks. But the important thing for us is because of that trust in God, you and I can have a glad heart. Well, I hope that you got something out of this today. And before I finish today, I want to take a moment to make sure of something for you and in your heart. You're never going to have a glad heart unless you have the Prince of Peace in your heart. And, and maybe your thinking in your life has reflected that, yeah, Jesus is important. But we need to move, move Jesus from just being important to Jesus being central, Jesus being Lord. So I want to lead you in a prayer. And if you'll just take my prayer, make it your prayer. Let's pray this from our heart. Let's mean this. And let's pray to God right now. Father, thank you for your love for me. Thank you for your goodness in my life. You are good. You do good. You work all things together for my good. And in your goodness, you sent Jesus to come and pay the price for my sins, to get my sins out of the way so that I could come back into a relationship with you. You are my heavenly father. Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me. Fill me with you. Help me to grow in my relationship with you. And I thank you that every day of my life, I have your help in my pres and your presence. And one day when life is over, I'll have a home in heaven forever with you. And I thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, please let us know somehow. Uh, on your screen, there's a feature or the chat feature, and you can raise your hand or just let us know. Hey, I prayed that prayer to make Jesus the Lord of my life or to renew that commitment to the Lord, put my trust back in him. And uh, we're going to rejoice with you, and we want to get some information to you as well. Well, thank you again for joining us. Do everything you can to stay connected. We're going to do everything we can to stay connected with you and keep you encouraged this week. Hey, all this, it's going to pass. We're going to get into a new normal. God is with us now, and God has taken us to a good place. I love you. God bless you. Thanks for joining today.